Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Kyle Lissack, owner of Pinemar Builders, a second-generation full-service remodeling and home-building company based outside of Philadelphia. Kyle's got some killer tips for building strong, lucrative partnerships with architects and designers, and he's going to share them with us in just a minute. 60% of the time... It works every time. What are you people? On dope? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Yeah, you are. Hello. Hey, you know, today it's going to be kind of a neat program because we get to talk about something that comes up regularly at our roundtables meetings, and that is the, you know, it's sort of like the pros and cons of design build versus building stuff that's designed by architects. And Kyle is, uh, as somebody said, he's like the, the Zen master of figuring this out, figuring out how to work with architects and make money. You know, I'll get these calls from remodelers. You know, I'm on the phone all the time yeah. with these remodeling contractors. And a lot of them, when they first come to us, they build stuff designed by architects. They bid and so on. And they're not really able to build a profitable business with that model. But we've got a group of our members who have figured it out. And again, Kyle's uh, leading the pack. So yeah, it's, it's well, I can't kind of, wait to hear what he has to say. Yeah, it's kind of a cool thing. So I'm, I'm excited about it too. Maybe it'll give me some ammo to help some of our other members when they bring this up. For sure. Okay, so Kyle Lissack is a member of our Vitruvius Roundtable Group, which is a whole group made up of companies that work with architects and designers. Kyle started this company in 2004, and he has perfected the model. And he's going to share some of the techniques that he uses to work with architects and designers successfully and create a profitable, strong remodeling company. Welcome, Kyle. Hey, Victoria. Hey, Mark. How are you? Great to be here. Hey, good to see you, buddy. And you are also going to be sharing even more details along with one of your peers at the as one of the Power Talk speakers at the 2018 Remodeler Summit in New Orleans this September, aren't you? I am, yeah. I'm going to be with Eric Adams from Adams Beasley, a fantastic uh, builder up uh, based up in Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, really excited for that. You know, so Kyle, you know, we get this argument all the time. How can people make money doing what you do? You know, because it, it's such a challenge. It seems to have the architects and the designers be the people that seem to be in more control of the project. How did you choose to go in that direction? How did that decision, how was it made? And, you know, what are some of the things you've done to really make it work for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we weren't always doing sort of architect-driven work. And um, at this point in our sort of the evolution of our business, 100% of the work that we do is um, we either have an architect or a designer or in a lot of cases, both. Um, Prior to this, we were building spec homes uh, back up until about 2007, and uh, as as we all remember, the market changed pretty pretty dramatically in 2007. Yes. And so the the decision to begin working with architects and designers seemed like a really obvious one to me because number one, I really wanted to have work and income. Uh, and <laughs> Funny I, how that is. Uh, <laughs> I had I had a mortgage to pay and four kids. Um, and I, uh, I didn't have any designers on staff. Uh, I didn't, and I don't have, uh, while I think I can recognize uh, good and, and great design, I, I'm not particularly interested in actually doing the design. 
So it seemed like a pretty obvious thing for us at the time to go out to where the clients were, which was working with the architects and designers uh, in our area. So that's really how we that's really how we ended up here. Well, so when you were making that decision or thinking about going in that direction, it makes sense from your motivation. But were you concerned because it it's my been my experience that in many many cases, an architect will design something and then he'll send it out to bid and have several companies be bidding on it, turning it into a price competition. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah, um, that certainly does happen, and I think. Probably at the time, I was just, uh, I probably benefited by being a bit naive about how the whole process worked. And uh, after sort of banging our head against the wall, you know, jumping into these bids, uh, trying to price them for sort of every contingency and, and coming out of a, lot, of a lot of those processes without having secured the business, um, you know, we really tried to think about creating a different model for ourselves and really being intentional about the way we went out into the marketplace. And it was really at that point that I decided that we really wanted to partner with architects and designers as opposed to just working with architects um, and designers. And really, it was driven by my desire to build a strong and profitable remodeling company with a steady flow of the right opportunities. So we know the architects and designers have the opportunities, right? But it was the how do we build a how do we build a strong business when we're in this constantly in this so a cycle of, you know, bidding, losing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, clients looking for the lowest price provider, that sort of thing. So it was, it was really, it was really for us or for me about trying to be more intentional about going out, identifying and targeting certain architects and designers uh, with whom I really wanted to work because I really, you know, loved the type of work that they did. And I thought that it was a good fit for our capabilities mm-hmm. and then trying to build partnerships with those architects and designers instead of just you know, working for them and being, you know, someone else to bid on their projects. So what does that mean to be a partner with them in your world? Well, that's a, it's a really good question. So first of all, one of the things that we want to do at, at our company is we really want to build beautiful homes, right? Mm-hmm. So there's an aesthetic component to this, which is, is really important to me. So that was, that was sort of the first level in terms of identifying which types of um, architects and designers that we wanted to work with. And we have a mission statement and sort of core values mm-hmm. in the company, but the shorthand for us is we want to build beautiful homes for nice people. It's uh-huh. as simple as that. That's and great. I, I, identifying the right architects and designers really helps us do that. And so in thinking about what a, what a partnership is, right, mm-hmm. um, versus just sort of a working relationship, um, so the first thing that we the first thing that we really thought about was okay well we want to build we want to build a relationship not a transaction and a relationship benefits both parties right mm-hmm. so like all good relationships this one is built on trust they have the confidence that we're going to build the plans that they've drawn the way they've drawn them they understand that we're going to ask the right questions they understand that we're going to support them in front of the client uh, and never undermine uh, what they have done uh, you know in terms of the way they're you know designing the project or the way they're running the project and we try to give them a lot of feedback and a lot of support throughout the process Mm -hmm. and we're constantly sort of you know once we've identified those those that we want to work with we're constantly investing in those relationships right so we can make each project better than the last project that we built so that means it's better for both the architect and designer it's better for the client in the sense that we're giving them a smoother running project right we understand the details right that the architect is asking for 
uh, and also better for us in the way that we're able to move through the construction project efficiently, right, with an understanding of the expectations and therefore more profitably. So it's kind of a win-win-win, right? The client gets a great project. The architects know we'll faithfully execute their design and details, and we get to make the profit that we anticipated, you know, in each one of these projects. How many, is there a, a certain, how many architects do you partner with? It's a really good question. Um, so we have, a, we have a lot of really good architects and designers in our area, and um, we consistently work with three of them, right? So we kind of went out, or I really went out, tried to figure out who the architects were who were building the types of, building and renovating the types of homes that we wanted to work in with the types of, you know, they had the type of design that we wanted to do. And then went out with a very kind of intentional and specific, you know, targeting strategy to sit down with them, explain to them what I was doing. And I really just said to them, hey, I don't, I don't want to work with everybody. I just want to work with a few of you because I I'd realized in working with, you know, just in running the business that, you know, there was this learning curve that you went through with each one of these projects where you, you know, you had to kind of figure out how to communicate with the, with the team and you had to figure out what the details were. And, and once you didn't invest in all that over, you know, a six month project or a 12 month project or even an 18 month project, there was a lot of advantage to being able to then go and, and, and recreate that for the next, for the next client. And it just seemed like it would be a great thing for everybody. And so, you know, I went out and thought about it and we said, okay, these are, these are three architects that we really want to work with. And, and not that we don't work with other ones, but those three probably form the core of the relationships that we've got. And then we also have um, a few designers that we work with as well. You know, and our, our projects are interesting in that we've got, you know, 100% of our projects have an architect or a designer, typically both. If it's a smaller project, sometimes it will just be a designer who has done the plan. But a lot of our projects have an architect, a designer, and a landscape architect on them. So we've actually got three design partners. And sometimes we need to juggle sort of what everyone's trying to achieve and everyone's priorities and, and, and keep everybody, you know, keep, keep the whole thing focused on doing a great job for the client, which is, of course, you know, our uh, sort of the key outcome in the whole thing. Okay, so I want to follow up with a two-part question, which I hate doing because I think two-part questions are screwed up. But... <laughs> With that said, here's a two-part question. But here we go. But here we go anyway. So the first part is, um, so is there ever any kind of animosity because they know that, you know, why are you doing that guy's work or something? Or are they losing a, a client to another architect kind of thing? And the second part of that is like, do you ever have to refer people to an architect that come to you directly? And then how do you choose which architect so you don't create bad blood? Right. Right. Yeah, those are those are actually two really good questions. The on the first one, I don't I don't know that there's really ever animosity. Certainly in, in times like this when you've got you know, everyone's very, very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that many of the architects care too much about any individual project that they don't get. I, I have this philosophy about projects we don't get. Like, you know, we certainly don't get a lot of the projects that we go up for and I, I often sort of walk away from that experience thinking okay well there's a reason we didn't get that and and maybe that's the best thing that could have happened right mm-hmm. they didn't you know they didn't didn't love our approach or that it wasn't a great personality fit or, or whatever it is and we're fortunate that our sales cycles are fairly long so I, I have this attitude of like when we don't get a project it's, it's really not a very big deal you know I, I uh, I'm, I'm happy for my competitor uh, who got it and I hope that they have a great project with it and you know certainly sometimes we're kind of bummed out that we didn't get it but in general I, I don't really think about it too much when we don't get projects mm-hmm. um, and so I, I, I think that our architects have a very similar philosophy we, we have had a few circumstances which were definitely a little bit tricky where 
two architects recommend two architects were competing for a piece of work and both recommended us mm. to the client. And certainly we, we probably we probably weren't the only builder that they recommended that the client talked to, mm-hmm. you know, initially to try to get a sense of it. But you know, I, I found that just being open and honest with everybody uh, right. is the best uh, is the is the best way to navigate through those situations and just say, hey, you know, I you know when an architect calls and says, hey, we gave your name to so and so, I just say thank you so much. We're so appreciative. I just want to let you know that this architect also <laughs> is talking to that client, and they'd also recommended us in there. So, you know, we try to just be very open and honest about that. Um, the second part of your question. Mark, I'm sorry, I've forgotten what was it. And that's right there why I hate doing them. <laughs> but it's okay. And so, and so as the second part of this amazing question, um, what happens if somebody comes directly to you and you say, well, you know what, I don't design, so I need to recommend you to someone. Do you just yeah. refer them to all your architects or do you have to pick and choose? What do you do? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. So our architects, some of our architects, uh, you know, are more traditional. Some of them are more are more modern and more contemporary, right? So a lot of times, depending on what we think the client's aesthetic is, we can send them in the in the right direction. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. going to be a, a budget-driven thing. And so we might say, hey, we think this architect would be great for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually does happen quite a bit that we are bringing leads to our architect partners. And, yeah. again, we're really trying to figure out the fit. I think the personality fit is um, is is paramount. Right. And, um, you know, trying to line up, you know, this client and what you know of them. I mean, you just kind of have a brief snapshot if you meet with them once or twice, but kind of knowing what you know about them and then, you know, try to say, great, well, I think this architect would be a great fit for you, both from a design standpoint and from a personality standpoint in terms mm-hmm. of the way they work. And then within our architect partners, there's, you know, usually multiple project leads. And so you, it kind of even goes to that next step of saying like, wow, I think, I think this architect would be great for this client. You know, so you might call the head partner and say, I think this project architect would be a you know, spectacular fit for this. Mm. So, um, so yeah, we, we, we definitely do. We definitely do. We definitely do bring, um, we definitely do bring some, you know, some clients to our architect and design partners. And, um, a lot of times we will have an architect where we've gotten selected and the architect's been selected. And we, we think that, Pretty much all projects do better with a great interior designer on board. Okay. And so we're often in a position of saying, you know, talking to the architect and saying, great, well, let's round out the team. And here were, you know, here were some people that we thought would be great. And, you know, let's bring them in. And uh, that would take a whole bunch of work off the architect's plate. Now, Kyle, you talked about targeting the, the architects you wanted, right? So you identified them. How did mm-hmm. you, what did you look for? Before you got in there to talk to them, was it purely the style? I mean, you talked about modern and contemporary, do you, or modern and uh, traditional. Do you have a, a, a preferred style that you like? Was that one of the elements? And then from there, once you identified them, this is my two-part question, hey. <laughs> once you identified them, how did you, what, what was the hook to, let, to get them to meet with you? So first, what yeah. were you looking for? And then how'd you, once you found them, how'd you hook them in? You know what's really neat right now with with in this kind of time with social media, you get I think you get this really interesting look, you know, beyond the website in terms of like what what these architects projects really kind of look like. But for me, you know, a lot of it was just kind of the aesthetics of, you know, I, I really gravitated towards the projects that they were putting up, whether it was on Facebook or Instagram or you know on their website, and you know for some around our area, I mean there 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 are a few you know very very prominent, very successful mm-hmm. kind of architecture firms. And, 
Yeah, we just kind of got a sense um, from talking to people in the business and, you know, and then from maybe you know, meeting meeting some of the project architects at industry events or maybe meeting okay. the partners at, at industry events of, you know, their personality and, and whether or not we thought it would be a great fit. Um, our, our, our business is very, like, our the way we run our company, um, it's very kind of project management intensive and it's heavy on collaboration. It's heavy on communication and with, you know, with an, an eye towards um, creating a great experience for the client, mm-hmm. right? So not everyone has the same objectives, right? Not everyone is, is, is as concerned with the client having a great experience. They might be more concerned with building this, this, this type of house they want each time they go out and they do a new project, you know, exactly the way they want it, the way they want it. And we've certainly seen that. Um, we also, um, you know, some architects have really well-established builder relationships and, it, you know, I, I don't know that there's a lot of value in our trying to, you know, right. spend years kind of chipping away mm-hmm. uh, at that. So it was really about kind of the, you know, the project mix and then the personalities. And then we just went out and sat down with them. And these guys will definitely meet with you, have a cup of coffee. Really? And um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if they won't have a cup of coffee with you, chances are you probably don't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> chances are there, it's going to be a really nice people part. A relationship with them. <laughs> right, right. Right. So, you know, just sit down and have a cup of coffee and just say, hey, look, this is, you know, this is, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, we'd love to figure out if we can work together. We'd love to learn about sort of what is important to you as a firm in terms of what types of projects you want to go after, what types of clients um, are, um, you know, sort of your, your ideal client. Um, you know, what are some of the pain, you know, we always kind of talk about what are some of the pain points in terms of working with builders, mm-hmm. right? Understand what some of the challenges that architects are. And they, and they really do have a lot of very kind of similar challenges. Um, and then just say, look, this is, you know, this is our approach. This is who we are. Um, this is the type of stuff we do. We invite them to come see some of our projects that are underway and um, say, look, we, you know, we'd really love to figure out a way to, to work with you and uh, to really more than work with you, but to partner with you and, and really kind of build our business around a, a few core relationships. Mm-hmm. I think each one of the architects that I work with understands who the other architects I work with are, right? They understand sort of our, our core mm-hmm. uh, group of architects. And um, it's, you know, it takes, it takes a really long time. Like you have to invest in that. They're not just going to turn around and drop a huge project uh, on you after you buy them a cup of coffee, right? Like, yeah, but- Hey, do you, did you enjoy that salad? Great. Uh, you know, like I, you know, it'd be great if you said thanks by giving me a big project. Like yeah. That just doesn't, that just doesn't happen. Right. It's, it's really about trying to understand for me, it's been about trying to understand where, where, what's the vision, like where are you trying to go in the future? Right. And then, you know, in the cases with our, our core partners, it's like, wow, well, that's where we're trying to go to. And, and we're trying to build these, we're trying to build our business on, you know, a, a series of just a clients who just want to kind of stand up, you know, uh, from the rooftop and, and shout our names because they had such great experiences with us. And, you know, we would love to build our business right alongside of you and, and turn your clients, our mutual clients, into kind of, you know, raving fans. You know, I don't know how many people are saying that. I suspect more than just, you know, more than just one builder is coming in and, and giving them that. So a part of it for us, too, is that we get inbound leads and not all of them have architects attached to them. So once mm-hmm. we understand sort of where the, the core market is for those architects and the types of projects they really want to do. Mm-hmm. And when those leads come in, we're able to take them and, and, and say, great, let's set up a meeting and go talk to this architect or this designer, because I think that they would be a really great fit for what you're talking about. And then, you know, that helps. It's got, it's a relationship, right? It has to be a two way street, right? You know, it's got, it's got to benefit both parties. And so we take that 
part of it very, very seriously, right? We are, we're very intentional about when leads come in, if they're not attached, we try to determine whether or not they're a good fit for our partners and then send them in that direction. Whether or not we ultimately end up building it, there have been cases where we've brought leads in and we've, you know, we've gotten them in touch with, a, with, a, with an architect uh, or a designer and ultimately we weren't able to build it maybe because the timing didn't work out mm-hmm. or because ultimately, you know, we weren't the best fit for the client but we still see it as a win if we're able to bring that relationship together for our partners, right? Back to the idea of a true partnership. It's a win if they were able to, to build, a, build a successful relationship out of it. Kyle, I have a um, five-part question for you. Um, <laughs> no, ah, um, now, do you think um, a design-build firm can do this? If they, have, if they do design, can... Does it behoove them to even try to have a relationship with an architect? Is it a possibility to, to do it? Um, is it something that can happen? It's a really good question. It, it's really difficult for me to answer that with, with, you know, it's really difficult for me to know the, the real answer to that. It probably sure. depends on the architect and it probably depends on the design build firm. I know that there are, there are companies within, mm-hmm. you know, within my kind of build only group uh, that do have design capabilities. And I think that they position it as a complement to the architect, their, you know, to their architect partners, right? So what they're doing is not competing with their architect mm-hmm. partners, but maybe they're helping them to, uh, you know, work through some of the design elements that the architect might not see as, high, you know, as as high a value uh, activity in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can tell you that from talking to, um, you know, talking to some of the architects that we work with, I have had the conversation where they will say, okay, you know, we'd like to introduce you to this opportunity, and they're going to talk to. You know, we've also asked them to meet with a builder, you know, another builder, a competitor of yours. Um, and this is, this is very typically the way it will go. A, a project will come into an architect or a designer. And, the arch, you know, the, typically the clients want to meet several people. We haven't really done many kind of head-to-head bids in a number of years. But mm, um, nice. a lot of times they'll, they'll want to meet with several builders and go through the sort of the interview process. And then at the end of it, kind of come out and make a... Um, make a decision about who they're working with. But in that process, I have had architects say to me, oh, well, the client wants to interview this firm, um, you know, this, this design build firm, which is fine, but we're not interested in being part of the project because, the, uh, you know, uh-huh. the fear is that what that design build firm is going to do is they're going to they're just pull them right out of the, they're going to pull them right out of the, you know, they're going right. to sort of pop the architect right out of the deal, uh, um, which, you know, I think is, is a challenge, right? And so I think if you have a design build firm, uh, that really does want to work with architects. Um, I think it's really important to address that head on, right? And then make sure that it <laughs> make sure that it doesn't really happen. And, you know, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it needs to be. I don't know that it needs to be a design build firm necessarily, where you know you end up having problems. Um, I, I know that I feel like the, the, you know, the the kind of the old school traditional model was the you know the builder came in and. You know, they worked really hard to make the architect look bad, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it was always a contentious relationship. And, you know, you had a whole lot of eye rolling and, you know, sort of uh, size. You know, heavy size. <laughs> and um, um, so, and I think that, you know, I think that actually gets back to probably what is for us one of the most uh, kind of important and uh, salient points in this whole thing. And that is that we treat, we treat our design partners our architects and designers and landscape architects like a customer because they are right. They, mm-hmm. they, they are one of mm-hmm. our customers in the deal. Um, and I, and I found that this is really a cultural thing. 
uh, in companies, mm-hmm. and we stress it really often internally because it's easy to forget. We, in fact, just um, recently had a case study. You know what we heard, and it was it was really interesting. What we heard from the owner is we really want to do you know work with these architects. But what we heard from a lot of the kind of the you know the line level people that are out making it happen day uh-huh. to day is that oh the architects are really you know they really slow things down. They're really an impediment ah. to the process. Um, mm-hmm. It's really a challenge. And so I think it's really important to kind of get to the heart of that with your team and talk about how important it is. Because I mean we we battled that a little bit in our company uh, early on as well. But we've really tried to flip that that traditional relationship on its head and put the design team mm-hmm. at the center of our world, right? So, you know, we might have two to three kind of design partners on on any one project, um, and we you know we treat them each one of them like our client mm-hmm. because they are in fact our client. You right. know, each one of those design partners might refer three or four projects a year to us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or we might do three or four projects. You know, the, the you know you know two of them might be, or even you know all of them might be referred by them. So we really want to nurture and protect that relationship. We want them to be successful, and we want them to make money, and we want them to be happy, mm-hmm. right? We want to be an important part of that success, and we want to grow right alongside of them. That's great. I like that. Are, yeah, that's some great insight. Yeah. Sometimes when you're doing your sometimes when you're doing your twelfth pointing sample on a stone wall, <laughs> yeah. right? It, it, yeah. it can get really frustrating for the guy, right? And yes. so um, you know, sometimes you have to kinda you know, we have to talk about that. But I think it's a small price to pay to help the, the you know, the architects and designers really realize their, their vision for the project. Well, you know, just the fact that you said that you don't have to, you haven't had to bid really competitively in years is a, a testament to the, your approach. So good for you. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. Yeah, thanks. Hey, Kyle, it's that time of the show. You know what time it is? What time is it, Mark? <laughs> it's, it's time for the lightning round, buddy. You excited? All right. I know you Excellent. are. Excellent. I am really, really excited. I know. I can't wait. I know. It's. I know. It's I've been th- listening to everyone else's lightning round. I've been listening to everyone else's lightning round, trying to brush up. Okay. So you, uh, and, you got, sure, and you got and you got it. Sure. I'm sure you'll stump me. You're going to be the champion. <laughs> I, I trust you. Okay. <laughs> and now here's the Remodelers Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. All right, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? So my favorite business book uh, is uh, Turn the Ship Around by David Marquette. Mm-hmm. I just got that uh, for Christmas. And re- oh my gosh, such a such a great book. Read it at such a such an important time. Uh, really about you know building a great team and then empowering that team to do what they do and not uh, not micromanaging them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I read it sort of at the exact moment that I was uh, you know I, my team really needed me to read it <laughs> and I was open to it and it uh, made a huge made a huge difference uh, in the cool. business. If you weren't owner of Pinemar Builders, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, uh, really, no question. Uh, for years, I felt the same thing, and I, and I, and I bounced back and forth between two things. Uh, number one would be a Kona coffee farmer, so a, 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 a farmer farming coffee in Kona, right? Uh, <laughs> Is that Hawaii? If you've been out there, you'll, you'd understand why in Hawaii, yep. Yeah, okay. Um, and the... Uh, the second thing would be a rally race car driver. That always just struck me as being a really, a really, really fun thing to do. <laughs> what are you not very good at? Uh, Mark, I am uh, working really hard uh, at getting better at saying no. Oh, yeah. I know some people that need to do that. <laughs> oh, a little snide <laughs> thing there. <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car, which do you clean first? Uh, absolutely no question. Uh, my car. 
Estimate, how many taxis are in New York? 32,564. <laughs> so precise. What would you do if you found a penguin in your freezer? A penguin in my freezer? I'd probably cook him up. <laughs> oh, That's a good answer. Oh, I wonder what penguin meat talk sounds like. Oh, <laughs> Kyle, this is awesome. And Presumab- presum- pres- Presumably he was penguin steak if he was in my freezer, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. and it probably tastes like chicken. Um, <laughs> right. It's a bird. It's a bird, right? So we are going to have the opportunity to hear more about this topic and how you've really made the, this company and this model work for you because you're going to be at the summit. So give that another plug. Go to remodelersummit.com. Yeah, right and you're going to read more about kyle and uh, his uh, power talk and before we go i want to just ask you for your five words of wisdom yes uh so my five words with uh with credit to and apologies to uh (laughs) tony robbins um replace your expectations with appreciation and why are those your words of wisdom that uh, that uh, little saying that he's got, uh, and I can't remember when I first heard it, but it was probably within the last year, uh, has been such a uh, been such a revelation to me. And I think that uh, it's about kind of starting every day with an uh, you know uh, being grateful, right, and being open. And and for me, it's also been about sort of meeting people where they are, right. And replacing my, you know, sometimes very, very high expectations of myself and the people around me uh, with appreciation for everything they bring, uh, especially in those moments where I get frustrated. Uh, It's also been a big part for me of, you know, kind of coming to this conclusion over the last however many years of my life that all the all the challenges, all the problems that I have uh, are completely within my control uh, to address and solve. Uh, You know, typically they're of my creation. And so sort of taking a step back. Uh, you know, seeing the world for what it is Mm -hmm. as opposed to what I want it to be and really meeting people where they are. Um, And it's been uh, sort of that, you know, replacing my expectations for people uh, and things uh, with appreciation for what I've got is uh, it's been very, very powerful for me. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Kyle. Yep, It's been a great episode. I very much appreciate you being so generous to do it. Thanks to both of you for having me on. It's been great. I have to tell you that these uh, podcasts, I think, have been amazing. I've absolutely loved ah, them. Thank uh, you. Along, yeah, along with Tim's uh, mm-hmm. podcasts, I think they've been really, really great. I mean, they're constantly playing on my car when I'm driving oh, around. Oh, good. And uh, I think it just delivers a ton of value. And I think that you know anyone that's listening to these that's not part of our modeler's advantage would probably be someone that should really, really look into <laughs> modeler's advantage. And thank you for that. See what it's all about because if you're if you're listening to this, right, you're presumably interested in making your company better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Remodel's Advantage has made a, a massive difference uh, in our uh, in our business. So oh. I thank both of you for that. Thanks, Very nice man. That words. was really good, man. Yeah, we, we, should, that. we need to put you on the payroll. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate it and appreciate you taking the time and getting it all ready and all that good stuff. Take care. Well, those were really nice words of him to say. Oh, it certainly was. I think he wants me to be nice and edit out. (laughs) (laughs) You think so? Uh, I think you picked up on something there. That's good. But yeah, I don't think. (laughs) He's not taking any chances. Before we start, so so to bring the listeners up to see, before we started, he said, could you please cut out anything where I sound stupid? So I said, well, don't piss me off. Not only would he not piss you off if there didn't. No, that was was really good. And it's always fun to 
to talk to our architect-led group. Yeah, you know, they they are a different model. Margins are slightly different, but the ones that have figured it out really do super well, and it's inspirational to hear them. And I, everybody who has that model needs to listen to these guys because certainly we know that not everybody with this model is able to Pull build a profit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So good. What was what was his um motto or, or his five words of wisdom? No, no. In the beginning, what did he say? His, his, it was oh, like, it was build beautiful homes for nice people. Oh was yeah, that? build build beautiful homes for nice people. Like, like how great is yeah, that? That's really good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that a lot. So I know a lot of people that won't be his client, <laughs> and many that would, <laughs> like all of our members. Oh right? yeah, all course. those nice people could right. be his client. All right, well. I think that was fun. We got to have Kyle on again because yep. I just had a good time talking to him. We'll also see him at the summit. Oh, yeah, for Exciting. sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here. I'm Mark Hurry. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about roundtables our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.